I want you to mark a few places in your Bible. I'm going to be in Mark chapter 13, starting in verse 32. And I also want you to hold on to the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. And I also want you to hold on to Daniel chapter 9. So that's Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. Nehemiah chapter 4. I want you to see all this. In Daniel chapter 9. And I might have a few more that I want you to see, but we'll get there maybe eventually. The Word of God says in Mark 13, verse 32, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. The disciples, when they heard Jesus talking about how he would go to the cross, now he would leave them for a time, how he would go to prepare a place for them. When they heard these things, they were curious. Because it was prophesied and it was promised to Israel that they would one day have a king that would bring them peace, that would bring them uh, a kingdom like no other. And it's promised us as well. But they were wondering when this kingdom was going to happen, when this uh, kingdom was going to be set up. John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was meaning that it was at hand. It was being offered. But as they rejected Jesus Christ, as Israel rejected Jesus Christ, as the King, the Messiah, they still haven't received Him as the, the King, the Messiah. That still didn't mean that He's not going to be the King and Messiah one day. They, one day they will receive Him. They will turn and see the heavens opened as they're fleeing from the Antichrist. And they will see the one who they pierced. And they'll see on his yes, tattooed on his thighs, vesture dipped in blood, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Yes, yes. But the disciples were curious to Jesus and they asked, when will your kingdom be set up? When will we see uh, the end of all things? When, we, when will we see this world as it is, this sinful world? When will we see it cleansed and pure? When will we see your reign? Happen as it's been promised by the prophets. And Jesus would tell them that there would come times that we could judge the end times. I want us to understand this. We may not know when the rapture or when the end times are here. I believe we're in the end times right now. We are. I don't believe I know. I feel like in my spirit that, that we're in the end days. But the Bible gives us signs that we can look at, signs of the times. Jesus gave the disciples signs, and he gave us signs that we can look at. And through the Mark, the chapter, uh, Mark uh, chapter 13, Matthew chapter 21, Luke chapter 24, we can read all the signs, all, all the things that Jesus said will come to pass. There will be false Christs. There will be those that come out and say they're of Christ. But he said, take heed. Lest you fall to these. Take heed. Don't listen to these false Christs who come as wolves in sheep's clothing. He said that there will be a time where sons will turn against their fathers. Yes. Where daughters against their mothers. Will they turn their uh, own parents in to die. Now think of this. He said there would be times where there would be earthquakes in divers places. Times where there would be wars and rumors of wars. He gave us signs of these things. And as the disciples questioned him and said, Lord, 
we, we know you're going away, but when will you return? When will you come to set your kingdom on? And he began to expound and tell them when. Uh, he, he didn't tell them when. He said, these will be the signs yeah. of that time. He said, not even the angels nor the Son knows. Only the Father in heaven knows when that day will be. But he said this in chapter 32. And, and I believe this is talking. He can talk about different things. But talking about the rapture of the church. And he said, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. And he said, take ye heed. And this is key. Watch and pray. He said, take heed, watch and pray. For you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a journey. Now here he's going to give us an example that we can look at. The Son of Man is as a man taking a journey who left his house. How many knows that one day Jesus will come and he will set up his kingdom here on earth? Jerusalem. He was wounded in his own house by his brothers. In his own, and, 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 and he left his house. He went to heaven. And, he, and, and we read about it in the end of each of the Gospels in the beginning of Acts as he ascended. And those angels said, this same Jesus you see will return in like manner. But he's given us an example here. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants. Now who's his servants? You and I. And to every man his work. And commanded the porter to watch. Now I want you to get that. He gave to not just some men. Not just some of us. But he gave to every man. The Bible says he, it contains that word every that tells us how many. Every man his work. And commanded the porter to watch. To be watchful. To be sober. And verse 35 says, Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes, at evening, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto you all, watch. Jesus said, watch. And I want to talk just for a few moments about watching and praying, and I won't be long at all. Come on. But I want us to see this. As we look around, Paul said that perilous times, Timothy, are going to come. He said that there will come a time where they won't endure sound doctrine. Come on. Say it. We're there. We're there. The time, he said, the time will come. The time has come. For they will not endure sound doctrine. Yeah. Paul said to the Galatian church that I marvel at how soon yes. you've removed from the gospel. Yeah. From the, the one that has called you under this grace. And you're now preaching another gospel. Come on. He said, and, 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 and God gave uh, John, John the Revelator, John the Beloved. The last one of the disciples that was remaining. He gave him a vision. Of the churches. And these churches are located in the Turkey area. If I'm right on that. I believe I'm right. They were anyway in that time. And each of these churches we see. 
as he told them what good things they were doing and what bad things they were doing. But a common thing that we see as it progresses to the last church, the Laodicean church, is a they were leaving the gospel. They were trying other things. They thought they were rich. And, and, and they thought they were had all kinds of things. But truly, Jesus said they were blind, poor, and naked. They had, they had nothing. They were looking at everything but the gospel, the word of God. And Paul said that there will come a time, a perilous time, and that they will not endorse sound doctrine. There will be times that are hard. There will be times when we look around and wonder, wow, this is new. We will see times that are different. We will see times that are uh, uh, make us question what is happening. Come we on. will see times that will make many fear. We will see the elect of God. We will see people that are falling into wrong doctrine. We will see ministries, TV ministries, I believe, yes. that are preaching a false gospel. We will see it spread more and more. Yes. We will see a time when preachers that are well known will be falling to the wayside. Well, but we're on. seeing it right now. They're ex being Come exposed. Ministries are being exposed. Come on. Uh, 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 pe people that are false Christ are being exposed. We're seeing things happen that we have not seen before. We're seeing hard times, perilous times. But I'm thankful that we have one that said, look up. He said, look up. Don't look down. Don't be faint at heart. But look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Look up. Look up, child of God. Rejoice and sing God's praises. The Bible said, Jesus said that in, in his day, when Jesus became, when he uh, entered into his earthly ministry, the Bible says that Abraham, the, the, the one that we read about in the book of Genesis, where it all started, he left his foreign country, and, and he went to a foreign country, he left his country, and he went into a land that was of promise. Not a land that was, uh, he could see, but it was of promise. And God said that I'm going to bless your seed, Abraham, and in you all the nations of the world will be blessed. And Jesus said that in my day, Abraham rejoiced and was glad to see it. And let me tell you something. If Abraham could rejoice and if Abraham could be glad, how much more us being children of the promise, we received it. Abraham never seen it. He went his time on earth and he died. And he said, Isaac, I just want to tell you, God made a promise. And Isaac said, Jacob, I just want to tell you, uh, God made a promise. And Jacob said, Joseph, I just want to tell you, God made a promise. And Joseph, and it passed down. But I'm thankful we got the promise. And his name is Jesus. His name is King of Kings. His name is Lord of Lords. Amen. We got the promise. We're children of promise, the Bible says. We've got it. Glory to God. Some people, you've heard that saying, they just don't got it. But I'm thankful we got it. Amen. We've got the promise. We've got the King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. But I want you to understand this. I feel in this last day that Satan is going to try to make the body of Christ slumber and sleep. Yep. What do you want? Okay. There is nothing that Satan can do about his defeat. If God said it, it's going to happen. Satan is done defeated. But he does not give up. He will not give up. He's as a thief 
he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He knows that he's lost because of the cross. Maybe he's deceived himself into thinking he hasn't, but he has. But until the end of this age that we're living in, the church age, until the end of the thousand-year reign when once and all Satan will finally be bound and cast into the bottomless pit forever and forever. Until then, he is going to attempt to drag as many souls with him as he can. He's going to try to make the body of Christ slumber. He's going to try to, to hinder this gospel message by creeping into the church. Jude said that certain unawares that are evil have crept. Have crept. They didn't, they didn't walk in letting everybody know. They crept in. Oh man. How much in the last 10 years have we watched stuff just creep into the church? 20 years ago you never heard of churches agreeing with homosexuality. But now you've got some churches ordaining people that are homosexual. Yep. Come on, come on, come on. And understand this. That, that those churches say, well, we want to try and win them. But when you pat them on the back mm-hmm. and say, it's all right what you're doing. It's just going to lead you to an eternal hell. It's okay. You can believe this lie and be okay. That's not the message we need to be given. I'm sorry. Listen, Claudia touches on it. Dad touches on it. We're to love the sinner. But if we let them think we love the sin, it's not going to help them. Come on. Come on. Amen. How can anyone be saved lest their eyes be open? Amen. The Bible says that the, 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 the God of this world has blinded all those that have it. That aren't saved. Who's the God of this world? Satan. He's blinded all those that aren't saved. And the only hope they have. Jesus has left it to you and I. I want you to think of that. The greatest job. The greatest work. That there ever has. That there ever has been here on earth. By any human being. You've got it. Mm-hmm. And that's to take this gospel yeah. to the end. Yeah. See it. Corinthians says that we have a ministry. So, when Jesus was here on earth, he went about healing the sick. Come on. He, he even raised the dead. He even opened blinded eyes. Yeah. He cleansed the leper. All those things were great. The disciples were so used to just following Jesus and and, and watching him do miracles and saying, wow, you're a follower of Christ. But then there came a time where Jesus said, I go away to prepare you a place. But I'm thankful that God's no longer, that that it's not true that God's no longer present, that he's gone. But he said, I'm going to send you back another comforter. I'm going to go. He said, I I must go. It's expedient that I must go so that I can send you the Holy Spirit. 
He said, I'm, I'm not going to be here to lead you and to guide you like I have been to the 12 disciples in the upper room. But he said, I'm going to give you one that is another comforter. He's not, a, he, he's not something else completely different, but he's just another comforter. He's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's going to dwell inside of you. John said that there's one that comes after me who baptizes in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And his name is Jesus. And Jesus Amen. said, I'm going to go and I'm going to send you back a promise. The promise of the Father. And we're going to be endued with power from on high. And he said, now I'll give you authority to tread yes. on serpents. Now I'll give you authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You're, all those, these signs will follow them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. They will cast out devils. They will tread on serpents. He's given, given us the authority in his name by the Holy Spirit. And that's similar to what we see here. He said, the master left the house. Mm -hmm. And all his servants, he gave authority to every man his work. Mm -hmm. And some of us say, well, I just don't know if I have a ministry. Or I, don't, I just don't know how I, can, how I can be effective in the gospel message in this kingdom. Let me tell you, God does not leave one of his children without a ministry. And the, 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 the premier ministry that he's given his body is to be soul winners. To be laborers. You know, Jesus, need, God needs laborers. I said he needs laborers. He, he's not looking for sleepers. He's not looking for uh, Lazy bags. Come on. But Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And then he said this. I love this. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers unto the harvest. Come on. He's looking for laborers, for workers. Come on. He's looking for people that has a mind to work, to do something for the gospel. And it's when someone has that mind, it's when someone has that desire to be a laborer, to be a soul winner, is when God is going to begin to work. It's when the gospels are going to begin to be spread. It's, it's when the sick are going to be healed. It's when the Lord's going to be, begin to move in miracles. It's when we're going to begin to hear his appointed word for an appointed time. And he said he gave authority to his servants while he was gone. Notice Jesus is gone. He's left you and I, his servants, to watch after the house, to watch after this gospel message. He's left us with authority in his name by the power of the Holy Spirit, not by my power. But by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Come on. And I'm thankful he left Come us. People, people don't use it. His word has authority. Somebody say, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. He said, I hold my word above my name's sake. Mm -hmm. That means if you ain't going to use his word, don't try using his name. Amen. I said, if you ain't going to use his word, Come on. Amen. don't go around. Jesus said that many came in the last 
uh, to, uh, at, the, at the judgment and said, I'll cast out devils in your name. But he said, I know you not. Because you, you didn't walk, you didn't plan your life, you didn't walk in, in, according to my word. Amen. You didn't know me. Come on. Who's Jesus? Amen. He's the word. I say he's the word. Amen. I say John said the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So he's given us authority. He's given his servants. He said, when I started, what the patriarchs, Abraham, Noah, Moses, what they did, what the work that I called them to do, and what I completed at Calvary's cross. And now you've seen me risen from the dead, and I'm now going to give you a great commission to go and to continue this work. While I leave the house and I go prepare you a better house, mm -hmm. one with many mansions, I'm going to leave you the authority. I'm going to give you a word to do, and you're going to do it while I'm gone. Yes. Because this world needs that work. Yes. And he said, Great commission. Come on. You don't know when the master, I like this, he told the porter to go and watch. And he said, you, you know not when the master comes back. Uh -huh. And can you imagine those servants as they're working, as they're doing their work? Yeah. But what if one of them decides he's just going to lay down yeah. and take a little 10-minute little yeah. chill pill break? Uh -huh. And he lays back and all of a sudden, boom, the master comes and finds him laying down. That's not going to look too good. Come on. Because Come on. He, he didn't tell them when he was coming back. Come on. You see, if, if they knew when he was coming back, people say, oh, the rapture's going to happen on 2020, uh, January, the whatever. I mean, no, you hear it all the time. The rapture's going to happen right, right, right here. Well, glory to God, if we knew that, we could just take a little rest for a while. Yeah. the time was going to come, we could start working. But yeah, we're going to start today. Come on. But they didn't know when the master was coming back. So they had to continue to work. They couldn't quit. They couldn't stop. They couldn't say, well, I'm going to go dabble over here a minute and have a little fun. And then I'm going to start back working maybe later. Or I'm going to go, I won't work today. I'll. I'll go do yeah. this, even though the Lord said that this is my day. Yeah. I'll just go and enjoy myself a nice yeah. suntan. <laughs> but he said that while the master was gone, and he said that, that these men knew not when the master was coming. It could be at evening time, yeah. midnight, the cock crowing, yeah. or in the morning. And then someone says, well, how did they make it through this time? While the master was gone. Come on, and Jesus told them. Watch. And pray. Uh -huh. yes. He said watch. And pray. Yeah. Now let's go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 4. Verse 6. Nehemiah was called for a specific purpose. To rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. The Bible says that Nehemiah was the cupbearer of the king. That means he had a good position. He, he was the cupbearer of the king. I lost yeah. battery. 
And he's changing their life. Mm. David testimony. Third already about chapter four. Great prayer. We'll make some work. Nehemiah chapter 4. And Nehemiah was called for a specific purpose. The walls of Jerusalem had been burnt down and been destroyed. And get this, a city that has no walls is exposed. It's exposed to every enemy. It's there for the taking. He was the cupbearer of the king. He had it made. Living the good life. But Word traveled to Nehemiah. He heard that the walls of Jerusalem had been torn down and burned. And this is what the Bible says he done. He began to weep and to cry and to mourn. Lord, give us a weeping. Give us a broken spirit for the lost. We can't go about our days just thinking, oh, it's all right. I may come into contact with a lot of lost people, but I'm kind of afraid to say anything to them about the gospel, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. There needs to be a brokenness in the body of Christ. There needs to be a weeping. Until there is a weeping and a brokenness, we're not going to see the soul winning harvest that we want to see. But before they had the, the, the revival in Florida, what was what, the Florida revival? What was that? Brownsville Revival. Yeah. That pastor, what was his name? Uh, Kirkpatrick, Kilpatrick. John Kilpatrick. Yeah. He was in a church and he seen the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And they said that he began to cry yeah. and pray and weep for revival. Yeah. And he would hold service after service after service for prayer. And they would just weep. And they would petition the Lord. They would cry to the Lord for revival. Yeah. And then the Brownsville revival happened. But I want you to understand there had to be a time of weeping, of crying, of sincerity, of a realization. There's lost people. This world needs revival. This world needs the walls of the church to be rebuilt. We need to see the kingdom of God work. We need to see a move of God. And there was a weeping in Nehemiah. And he went to the king and said, and he went to the king, and the king looked at Nehemiah and saw that he was broken. And he said, Nehemiah, normally when you're in my presence, you're happy, but here you are, and I can tell that you're broken, that there's something on your heart burdening you. That old song that Janet Paschal used to sing, Lord, move me with compassion for the lost. God, move us with compassion for the lost. That they may even see it on us like Nehemiah. That the king looked at Nehemiah and said, there's something, Nehemiah, that's burdened on your heart. Nehemiah said, you're right. The walls have been torn down. Would it be okay if I go and the king gave him a charter to go? Not only did he do that, but he gave him all the supplies he needed. Let me tell you, God will move. As long as we turn, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn from their wicked ways. That's what Nehemiah did. He prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, we, we have sinned. Israel has sinned. I have sinned. Israel has sinned. Not she sinned or he sinned. 
or they sin, or that person sin. We, he said, Lord, Israel has sinned. I've sinned. We've sinned. And Lord, we turn. He said, just like you told Moses. He's, and I, I won't get this right, but this is somewhere in the first three chapters. He said that as they all were scattered abroad, he said that you told Moses you would back off if they scatter, if they leave your ways. But he said if they turn to you, you'll gather them in. And he said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will gather them back to me. I will, get, I will bring them back and I will heal their land and forgive their sins. That's what it takes. A weeping. A crying. It's easy to rejoice on the victory side of the Red Sea. I said it's easy to rejoice on the victory side of the Red Sea. But all when we get in the middle of the wilderness... When we get in prison, in the midnight hour, in the inner prison, bound in shackles and chains, it's easy for us to rejoice when we're not in that situation. But Paul and Silas said, we're going to continue to pray. We're going to continue to seek the Lord. And through that prison, through that hard time, through that prison hour, they seen a soul-winning harvest. Even the one that had beat them, even the one that had locked them up, Turn to the Lord. I believe that through this prison, through this hard time we're going through, if we'll continue to watch, if we'll continue to pray, if we'll continue to rejoice, we're going to see a soul winning harvest. We're going to. We're going to. There's a former rain, but there's also a latter rain. We're going to see a latter rain. I believe it. But we must be watchful and we must be prayerful. I'm coming to a close. And, and this is Nehemiah 4, verse 6. So built we the wall. And before this, hear, hear this. I don't know if I've got this scripture down. There was people, there was enemies. No, there it is. So we built, this is verse 6, chapter 4, verse 6. So built we the wall. Nehemiah came to Jerusalem and began to build the wall. And people began to join him. And all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. And for the people, get this, had a mind to work. That's who God's looking for. He's looking for laborers, people that has a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sambalot and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, they were wroth. They wanted to destroy Jerusalem and Israel. They were mad when they heard that the walls began to be built. They were, uh, they, they, were, they were ticked off when they heard that the walls began to come back up. The breaches were stopped up. And that the, the, that the kingdom of God was going forward. You see, Satan has had these people. The Ammonites, the Ashdodites, Sambalot, whoever that is. And Tobiah, he had these people against the people of God. And there is people today that are against the people of God. Oh, I won't say the name, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, he's sleepy. There is people. There is people that will take away Christian freedoms in the blink of an eye. I said in the blink of an eye. 
What is Christian freedoms? What is let's, 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 let's take it even further. What is Christian principles? Capitalism is one that comes to mind. It means you work for what you get, and what you get is yours. It's not yours and yours and yours and yours. What I get belongs to JT because I work for it, and I made effort for it. That's a principle in the Word of God. But there's people in this world that want to bring in communism. Where they say, well, we'll take from this class. And we'll just do away with the middle class. Now, is there anybody in here that's above middle class? I didn't think so. You see, we're a bunch of middle class folk here in the southwest part of Virginia. And we better not think communism is good at all. There's people that want to do away with Christian freedoms, Christian rights. They're saying you can't preach against sin anymore in your church. Or they're saying if if someone uh, wants to work in your Christian school and not abide by your belief, you gotta hire them anyway because that's hate. Even though you have a you have a Christian organization, a Christian school, even though you have a standard that you want to promote to your children that have paid money to come to this Christian school to get away from the things of the world and to have good influences all around them, you gotta let somebody that does not agree with the Bible, that does not agree with you gotta let them work. I've had teachers look at me and say, JT, it's okay to burn the American flag. Listen. Who is teaching our children is one of the most important things in this world right now. Because that is the generation that's raising up. That's the generation that's going to raise up and say, we don't have to work. We'll just... Golly, I'm sorry. There is people that is against the work of God. And when it comes to that, you might say, well, he gets too political. This is the work of God we're talking about. I'm sorry. There's people that are against it all over this world. In this in this nation, in this county. Glory to God. Go read the voice. Huh. Oh man, I seen something in there that whew, I'm glad I wasn't present with that person or I gave them peace of my mind. Come on, man. Man, I can say all kinds of stuff. Golly. I'm sorry. But there's people that are against, get this, again, they want to stop the work of God. What does God say to do? And these people, in verse 8, conspired, all of them together, to come to Jerusalem and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it, to hinder the work of God. But nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God. And we set a... We set a what? What did Jesus say? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Don't slumber. But it's time for you to start watching, to be sober, to start working, to be a laborer. And not only that, but season it with prayer. Keep the prayer going. Keep the prayer chains going. Keep the prayer wheel turning. Get on your knees and fight your battles on your knees. Your victory comes if you'll come to me and make your supplications known to me. I will give you the peace that passes all understanding. Watch and pray. He said, we made, when we found out they conspired against us, we didn't say gather the army together. Let's go out and face them one on one. Hmm. That's not how they won their battle. 
They did not have to lift a finger in battle, in physical combat. But sometimes prayer can become pretty physical, I have to say. But understand this. They won their battle. All those that had came against Him. God put their counsel to naught. The Bible won't say how He did it. But I like that. God put the counsel of all the enemies to naught. That's what we ought to be praying. Lord, every plan of the enemy, expose it and put it to naught. Every plan that comes against Your Word, expose it and put it to naught. And they watched and they prayed. And they watched and they prayed. And they watched and they prayed. Day after day, they said, Nehemiah, are the armies coming? You see them out there? No, keep watching. Keep praying. We watched. We prayed. We made our prayer unto God and we watched. And then Nehemiah said, after that, let me tell you what. He said, I want some of y'all, half of you guys, to go guard the wall, half of you to work on it. And he said, if you're working on it, keep your sword by your side. Keep one weapon in one hand and a, and a hammer in the other one. That's what we've got to do as Christians. We've got to watch. We've got to pray. We've got to do the work of God. That's what Nehemiah said. That we made our prayer known to God and we set a watch day and night. Jesus said in Luke chapter 20, He said, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Peter said, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye sober. And watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, and charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Colossians 4 and 2 said, Continue in prayer. Don't have prayer half the time. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. And watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which is all also in bonds. Listen, if you get anything out of this message, you know, I'm closing on. You can come good, good, good Matthew 26, 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and finds them asleep in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said, Peter, James, John, come with me. He said, come with me. It's time to learn a lesson, a valuable lesson. And he said that they came to a certain place in the garden and Jesus went a little further. Huh. He went a little further. I like that. Jesus can go a little further. You see, at that time, at that time, the Holy Spirit was not dwelling inside of them. That was after the day of Pentecost. Peter was, after this, Peter would find himself denying the Lord. But then they learned, we got to go a little farther. Just like our Lord and Savior did in the Garden of Gethsemane, we've got to go a little further. Some, some says farther, some says further, so I'll cover them both. We've got to go. And Jesus went and he began to pray. And he, the Bible says that that sweat came from him that was like drops of blood. He was, and, and, and science actually proves that someone can sweat blood if they're so burdened. And so 
it's heaviness on their spirit. That, that can actually happen if there's such a toll within them. And Jesus knew what I'm about to do, what I'm about to go Come on. face, it's going to be hard. He said, Lord, if, it, if you can do any other thing, if you can find, figure out any other way. Come on. He said, I know that we planned this before the, 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 the creation of the world. The Bible says he was the lamb to be slain before the creation of the world. He said, if you can do anything else, do it. But if not, thy will be done. If this cup can pass, let it pass. But if not, thy will be done. And as he told, I love that first scene. How many seen that movie, The Passion of Christ? It starts out in the Garden of Gethsemane. And as he's praying, totally. Bible won't say it this way, but Satan is coming at him and trying to get him to stop, trying to whisper things in his ear. And let me tell you, when you enter into prayer, the devil's going to try to take your attention. It's happened to me many times. Let me tell you, one of the worst moves you can make is to take your phone into your prayer room with you. Because it's going to start going off. Somebody's messaging you all day, all day, but when you get in the middle of prayer, people start messaging. But Jesus prayed. He prayed, 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 prayed so hard that he began to sweat blood. And he went back to check on the disciples. And there they were asleep. Now, he didn't kick them out or he didn't tell them to leave. But he told them, he asked them this question. Could you not tarry but an hour? Just an hour. I'm going to ask a question. Don't answer this with your hand raised. But how many of us in here can say, I've never prayed for a solid hour? Think of that in your heart right now. Now, I'm not saying that it makes you more righteous. I'm not saying that it makes you makes someone more righteous that they have prayed for a solid hour. And I'm not saying that's a rule that you have to pray for a solid hour. Uh, 15 minutes is a good, a great, listen, if you pray 15 minutes, you pray more than probably 90% of this world. And that's sad to say. But have you ever really just prayed through? Have you ever just got down and prayed and prayed and prayed and spent time with the Lord and tarried before Him and cried and poured out your, poured it out to Him? You might say, well, that's just not me, JT. You're a child of God, aren't you? Now, I'm not saying you need to get in. Don't say, JT said we got to pray for an hour. Be, no, I'm not saying that. Maybe I shouldn't have went there. But Jesus said, well, Jesus went there, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he said, could you not tarry? But now, and they began to pray, but they went back to sleep. Jesus went back three different times, and he prayed. this is what he said to him. He said, could you not watch and tarry for an hour? And he said in 41, Matthew 26 and 41, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now I have to admit, I, I, last week I was saying, I was saying to myself, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Come on. I was saying that I was behind on some 
college assignments. Can I get some amens? Amen. Amen. When we count behind on college assignments, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I was on catch-up mode, and I was saying, I had other things going on. And, and some of you may know, I, I'm sure it's probably been spread from here to, to Hurley, but I was in a little accident, no big accident. I was okay. I'm fine. I was in a little vehicle accident. It was just a fender bender, but it could have been way worse. And I was dealing with that too. The spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. But Jesus said, even in hard times, even when you're going through it, he said, don't let your guard down. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. There's going to come a time when the master's going to come back to the house. Is he going to find his servants working, watching, praying? Or is he going to find them slumbering? Is he going to find them sleeping? And get this. There is souls that are depending on you to be watchful and prayerful. Because maybe if you sleep, so many other souls are going to be lost because of that. You might say, gosh, JJ, that's a big burden to put on me. It's true. It's true, souls are in the balance. When we, has anybody ever faced reality? And I'm closing. Oh man, it's nice to just live in a world where there's carefree, but when reality, when you face reality, oh man. And we need to realize as Christians, that we're not just so, so so many times we get our mind filled, just filled and, 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 and congested with everything we're doing in this world and the work of God. The souls that are on, on, on the line that are depending on us. That those those things become on the back burner. And you're saying, well, JT, this is a harsh message. Well, this is what we need to be hearing on now. This is for me, too. I don't do enough. I don't, I'm not as watchful and prayerful as I should be. This is a rebuke to myself. But we need to understand how important the work of God is. And while the Master's gone, He said, Watch. And pray. Be sober. That, that word watch means to not be off guard, but to be with your eyes focused on Christ. Looking unto Jesus, Paul said, the author and the finisher. Not looking all over the place, but looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And prayer. I was going to get to Daniel, but I didn't. But prayer is so important. We do the prayer services on Monday, and I missed my first one Monday, but it's so important. We see, and I'm closing, one minute, one minute. We see that when prayer happens here on earth, that it affects things that happens in the heavens. Daniel began to pray, and, and Gabriel came and said, uh, you, I, I'm sorry, but I would have been here earlier, but there was a heavenly struggle and battle that was going on. And this is Daniel chapter 10. And he said that, that Michael came 
the war angel came and he freed me from this battle so I could come to you, Daniel, and give you the interpretation. But if Daniel would have never prayed and set himself to seek the face of God. You see, things happen in the heavens because of prayer. When we get here on Monday night, we limit. We need to stop limiting our Monday night prayers to right here in this sanctuary. But they're, they're affecting heavenly things and souls all around us. So I urge you tonight. And I'll tell you what I want us to do. You do what you feel in your heart. But I want us to close this message. If, if you want to kneel at your seat or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but I urge some to come up here to the altar. And we need to just spend a few moments, just a few moments.